0: Welcome to Women Beyond Borders, the podcast that empowers you to explore the world fearlessly. Together, we will dive into a transformative journey with fascinating stories and travel tips from inspiring women who have journeyed to the far corners of the earth. Join me, Angelica, as we unravel the secrets of solo exploration and uncover hidden gems. Hello queen, I am so happy to welcome you back on Women Beyond Borders and I'm sitting here right now with my matcha latte ready to start recording this episode so I highly recommend also grabbing your favorite beverage or honestly maybe you want to go on your hot girl walk or you're cleaning your house, doesn't matter. What matters is that get comfortable and I hope you enjoy today's episode because you know what, when I sat down and came up with the idea for today's episode, I got really excited and when I mean really excited, I mean really, really excited and I truly mean it because today I'm going to share one of my most magical travel experiences that I still think about to this day. And this experience, it is very meaningful for me because it's something that has been on my mind for years before I did it. And now that I've done it, I can honestly say that it changed my life. And perhaps there are people out there, maybe you, who have never heard of this experience And maybe after listening to this episode, it will make you think that, you know what? It seemed really interesting and I would love to experience that as well. So I'm going to be covering this topic today. But before, before I'm going to tell you what it is, I want to let you know that you are very welcome to join our Instagram community it is at Women Beyond Borders underscore. This is the place where you will hear first about new episodes that are coming up or have launched. And also, we share a lot of inspiring but also practical information and tips on our Instagram account. So feel free to join. It's at Women Beyond Borders underscore. And now I am ready to tell you about. The most magical travel experience I've had. And that experience is called Camino de Santiago. You might be thinking, what on earth is Camino de Santiago? Camino de Santiago is a pilgrimage from medieval times. It has a huge network of roads. You can start the pilgrimage in France, in Spain, in Portugal or even your home country, depending on where you are, of course. Um, And the end point of this pilgrimage is in a Spanish city called Santiago de Compostela. And this pilgrimage has gotten really popular in last years, and now hundreds of thousands of people walk it on yearly basis. Um, It is... I call it pilgrimage because it is a pilgrimage, but essentially it is a hike, if you can call it that. Some people even do it on their bike, whatever works for you. And the whole journey is marked with yellow arrows and the Camino symbol, which is a shell. So it is really intuitive to walk the Camino. You will not need a map or your phone to to navigate because you can always see the arrows and you can always get pointers where you need to go to. And once you decide to walk Camino de Santiago, you can choose your own route and your own length because, as I mentioned, people started from different points but it is totally up to you. So you don't need to do the full route some routes are even 1800 kilometers. You can even walk for a few days. Whatever it is that works for you, just do it. There's no right or wrong way to do it. And the longest route that you can take is called Villa de la Plata, which starts in a Spanish city called Sevilla. And now this route is around 1,000 kilometers. So as you can imagine, it will take you quite a lot of time to do it. I think if we're talking 1,000 kilometers, probably it's around like two months of walking, something like this, I think. Now the question that I get a lot, and (laughs) a lot of people are struggling to wrap their head around the concept, of why the heck would someone do this? Because it is a lot of work, obviously. It is a lot of walking. But traditionally, so as I mentioned, it started in the medieval times. People did the pilgrimage. So traditionally, people did it for religious reasons. But today, it is not so much about the religious reasons. Of course, there are people also who do it for that but there are so many people that do it for many different reasons. Maybe they want the physical challenge, they are on their self-exploration journey, they want to meet new people, reconnect with nature, whatever it is, it's totally fine and every single reason is totally fine. And whatever the reason it is for you or for someone, regardless of the reason you start walking, it will teach you so much about yourself and other people. And also, you will obviously have a lot of time to think about life. Because if you think about it, in our day-to-day life, we don't get so many times when we're completely by ourselves, or we are in the nature, and only with our thoughts, but Camino de Santiago, I feel like, is specifically a place where you can disconnect from everything and in order to reconnect with yourself. And I'm more than excited to tell you about my experience walking Camino de Santiago. I will be sharing all of the details of how I did it, why I did it, the people I met, etc because i feel like i'm honestly i'm so excited to be recording this episode because i feel like i i enjoyed this experience so much and it has been such a transformational experience for me and i feel like honestly i could talk about it for hours but i will try to keep it short here so my journey with camino de santiago started Around 2 years ago, I decided to quit my job and go traveling. And once I made that decision, I suddenly remembered about this pilgrimage. I had read about it in a book some years ago. I think I was I was probably a teenager back then. And I remember reading that book and thinking to myself, oh my God, there's no way such thing exists and that people do it nowadays. Like they just pack their backpack and they walk for, for days or weeks or months even. It just sounded so wild to me. And I remember already back then, I was thinking to myself that, hmm, you know what? At some point, I would definitely love to do it. But honestly back then I feel like it was on an idea level. I think I never really thought that I would do it because I had all of these different limitations in my head. Um, more specifically I think I was not sure that I can do it physically even though I'm a relatively fit person but it just seemed wild to walk hundreds of kilometers or maybe even thousand just like that. It just seemed wild. It's not something that we do on a daily basis, obviously. I had never been really a hiker. I enjoyed walking, but not necessarily hiking. So I was just really limiting myself in my head. But once I decided to go backpacking and quit my job, I stumbled on a YouTube video of a creator who made a movie, kind of like a documentary, of her Camino de Santiago journey. And mind you that this creator, at this time, she was probably like... 22 23 anyways beginning of 20s and I think after seeing this documentary of hers I realized that you know what if she could do it I can do it too easily because she's she's not an athlete and she's just a normal person and I I Definitely changed my mindset after watching this movie, and I decided that you know what? I'm gonna do it. So, once I made the decision that I am going to walk Camino de Santiago, I had to plan it and think about which route I'm gonna take and how I'm gonna do it, how long is my journey going to be. And because my plan was to be in Portugal at some point, visiting my friend in Lisbon, then I realized that there's a route called Portuguese coastal route, if I'm not mistaken, which starts in Porto, which is only a few hours away from Lisbon. And When I was also researching these different routes, I wanted to start easy because there are some routes that are more physically challenging um, because of the terrain you're walking on. And the Portuguese coastal route seemed like a good place for beginners because it's mainly flat. That was one of the reasons I chose it. And the other one was that I love ocean. I'm forever ocean and sea girly and I honestly I just love being by the ocean and so when I discovered this route I knew that okay this is my jam I'm going to do this one. The Portuguese coastal way is also shorter in terms of distance. Um, I think if you walk from Porto to Santiago de Compostela it is tiny bit less than 300 kilometers and for me I also once I reached Santiago de Compostela which is the end point of the pilgrimage I decided to continue my walk and walk towards the ocean to a place called Finisterre which also translates to the end of the earth. So in total I think I walked around 300, 300 something kilometers, somewhere between 300 and 400 and honestly thinking back at it I'm like oh my god that sounds wild because on the pilgrimage you're literally your only job is to walk so you wake up, you make your breakfast, you pack your bag and you just walk the whole day until you reach your next destination, then you just shower Maybe do your laundry and go to sleep, basically. And thinking about the number, I'm, I'm just stunned. Like right now, it seems wild to think about it that I walked over 300 kilometers. And I think this is why also it was hard for me to wrap my mind around this experience before, because the number seems wild, 300, 400, 500, 800,000 kilometers. It's insane. and it's just hard to imagine yourself doing this and actually walking it. But I want to tell you here as well that everything is up to you basically. You can decide for yourself how many kilometers per day you're walking. Of course, there can be some limitations based on the route that you take. Um, because some routes are really rural and you might need to walk some someday some specific amount of kilometers in order to reach the next village where you can have food and you have a place to sleep in but honestly I didn't really have this experience in the Portuguese coastal route um, so I was really flexible in terms of choosing my own um, length of the hike per day and I was taking it quite easy I would say the longest day I had was 33 kilometers and the shortest I think was maybe around 14 kilometers but on average I would say I was doing around 20 kilometers Uh, because I thought to myself already before starting the pilgrimage that I don't want to go crazy on it. And I want to enjoy it as well. I want to have the breaks. I want to relax. And for you, maybe it might work as well. Or maybe you would like to have a more rough physical challenge. Whatever it is, you can do it. I even met some guys who did, I think, a few days of like 50 kilometers, which is insane. Honestly, I... Honestly, I wouldn't do it, and I wouldn't recommend walking 50 kilometers per day, but whatever works for you. Now, we discussed before briefly um, the reasons why people do it, and I want to share my motivation behind it as well. So for me, I think I had two main reasons why I wanted to walk Camino de Santiago. One was pure curiosity, um, as I mentioned, I first read about it in a book and immediately it sparked my curiosity. And I just wanted to see what the fuss is about because honestly, if you Google Camino de Santiago and read people's experiences, everyone is talking really highly about it. Which might seem weird as an outsider because you might be thinking, okay, but. What's so crazy about it? It's just a hike. But this is something that only people who have done it will understand. And now I totally understand it as well. And I hope that you have this experience at some point as well. So this is reason number one I did it. Curiosity. The second reason I had was to test my physical limits. As I mentioned before, I consider myself quite a fit person. I enjoy walking. I enjoy doing sports. But i would never done a hike like this. Um, I don't think that many people experience over 300 kilometer hike in their life. Maybe they do, but it wasn't me. So I just, uh, yeah, I was again curious to see if I can even do it, and how will I feel after this? Now, I also want to briefly touch upon expectations versus reality, because that hit me really hard. Um, I think based on the book that I read years ago, I had a vision of this pilgrimage being all about being in solitude and walking alone in the woods and and things like this and just being on your own with your thoughts and thinking about life. So I, I was really, I was sure that this is it, this is how it's gonna be. But as soon as I started walking, I realized that, hey, this is not how it works because as I mentioned before, there are hundreds of thousands of people doing the Camino each year. And obviously you are going to meet other people on your way as well, because you can easily spot other pilgrims. They are usually, well, walking the same route as you are. They have a backpack, maybe they have a shell, which is a symbol of the Camino on their backpack. You will also meet them in the places where you sleep, There are special um, pilgrim hostels on the way. So, sure, you will be spending alone time as well. And you will be alone a lot of the time, I think. Or depending on your experience, of course. Um, But you will also be surrounded by people. And there's no good and bad, I would say. I think all of this is part of the experience. But just so you know that you're ready for it, if you decide to do it, it's it's not completely about solitude, and you will meet some amazing people along the way, and I will definitely be sharing as well some of the awesome interactions I had on the Camino, because these were truly life-changing um, conversations I had with people, and they really opened my eyes to a lot of things. And I've decided to tell you about these interactions with these amazing people um, through my learnings. So here are five things that I learned while walking Camino de Santiago. The first thing that I want to bring out is trust. I don't know about you, but if I think of myself, then I can honestly say that I'm so used to controlling everything in my day-to-day life, even though it's not like freaky control, it's not like I want to and I need to control everything, but I feel like in day-to-day life it's More easy to fall into this trap that we are controlling our whole life and we're just planning a lot of things and we have a tight schedule and whatnot. But this is something that you're going to let go of on the Camino. And if you truly let go of control on the Camino, you will have an amazing experience and you will learn to trust life. And to visualize this learning for you better, I want to tell you a story from my first day on the Camino. So I started walking from Porto and I was really excited. You know, it's something that I wanted to do for years and now I'm finally doing it. It was, yeah, a lot of emotions, mainly really positive emotions. And before starting my day, I I checked the accommodation. I more or less knew where I wanted to walk to, um, a small village by the ocean. And, you know, I browsed on the internet, like, what kind of accommodation options I have there, and I found a place that um, that, was, that seemed to be working really well for me. But I decided not to book it. I don't know why, but I just, I didn't book it. Okay, so I spent my day walking, enjoying the nature, the ocean and everything. And at some point in the afternoon, I reached this village and, but before going to the accommodation, I was really hungry. So I decided to grab some lunch or dinner um, in a restaurant. And while I was having food in a restaurant, I decided to open Booking.com again and check this place um, to book myself a bed or a room, whatever it was. And once I opened Booking.com, I was shocked because the accommodation price had, I think, like tripled or something like this. It was crazy. And my immediate reaction was anger, and I was angry at myself because I didn't book it beforehand, and now I have to pay triple the price, and I started really spiraling down some negative rabbit hole, but then I decided to stop myself, and for some reason, I thought to myself that, you know what, I'm not going to book it right now, instead... I'm going to go to this place and see what kind of options they have. And this is not something I normally do when I travel that I just don't book it and I go to this place and ask what kind of options they have. But for some reason, I decided to do it this way. So once I finished my meal, I checked on the map where this place is located and I decided to walk there. And once I reach this place, I mentioned to the receptionist that, hey, I'm a pilgrim and I would like to see what kind of options for accommodation you have. And immediately she gives me a piece of paper where she has all of these different options for housing that they offer and the prices were, I think perhaps even lower than they were on booking.com initially when I checked. So immediately I was really relieved and in this moment I thought to myself that, okay, why, why do I want to control everything so much and why did I go down the negative spiral immediately without knowing how it's going to be? And so trust and trusting the universe, trusting how things will work out, is something really big that I learned on the Camino, and I think that this first day experience was really crucial for me to understand that right away um, in the beginning of this journey, and I'm so grateful that things went this way, and that I learned this lesson. Of course, today... um, I, every now and then, I forget about this and I still try to control the outcomes, etc. But I feel like this experience has really shaped me in another direction, kind of. And every now and then, I think about this experience and I'm like, huh, I need to trust life more. Moving on to the second thing that I learned, or even more so, experienced on the Camino is insane levels of kindness. I have never experienced more kindness in my life than I have on my Camino journey, and I'm not even exaggerating. There is this aspect of tight, loving community on the Camino, and it's just wild the levels of kindness you can experience there and I have a really good example here as well of something that happened to me while walking the Camino. So it was rather in the beginning of my journey and I remember I was walking, it was still in Portugal and I decided to take a break and The place where I stopped, it was some random parking lot in the middle of nowhere and there was just a bench so I was like, okay, you know what? Amazing spot for resting. So I take off my shoes and sit down on the bench and suddenly someone comes up to me and asks, do you want coffee? And I look up and I'm like, what the heck do I know this person? Like, what's happening? And it was a woman probably in her 40s or 50s. And I was like, okay, sure. I would love to have some coffee. It was like midday. So, you know, would love to have a cup of coffee. And she guides me to her camper van, which was parked in that parking lot. In front of her camper van, she had some chairs, she had a table with a tablecloth. On the table, there was a cute small vase full of flowers and she had some snacks on the table, like cookies and some fruits and it was just so cute. And she poured me a cup of coffee and i asked her obviously like why why are you doing this or why did you come up to me and invite me here to have a cup of coffee with you and the story she told me that that really changed my life i was i was i honestly i didn't have any words it was so touching so we sat down, we had our cups of coffee, and this woman started telling me her story that she had walked the same Portuguese coastal route a few years ago and how transformational it was for her. Um, back then she was married and she she wasn't happy in that marriage. Um, they'd been together for. I believe over 10 years, and at some point she realized that this is not something that she wants. She, they had a house, they had cars, whatever, financially everything was amazing. But she wasn't happy, and she didn't know what to do. So at some point when she heard about the Camino, she decided to walk it, to think about life and try to figure out what to do in that situation. And once she finished the Camino, she made the decision to divorce, and I, I can only try to understand what it means if you've been together with someone for over 10 years, you've built this life together, and then you make this decision to split up. It seems like a really tough decision and a really big one to make, But she said that now she's happier than she's ever been. She bought her own camper van that she was there with. And she's just traveling around Europe, enjoying nature, enjoying her own time. I think she was making jewelry or something like this as well. And you could see from her eyes that she was genuinely really happy right now. And so the reason why she was there uh, offering coffee and some snacks for pilgrims was because she just wanted to give back to this community because this journey really transformed her life and gave her kind of like a new life. And now she just wants to make this experience as comfortable as possible for the other pilgrims that are doing this and hearing that story was so touching because I truly admire people who are maybe already like 40 plus but they still manage to enjoy their life and also make changes and do scary things like this like divorcing maybe quitting your job, buying a camper van and just traveling alone, because this is not something I feel like society is really motivating us to do, especially in that age. So I was really touched by this story and it was so lovely. I was so grateful for her, for offering her story and also taking care of me when I stopped there. And so... This is something that you will definitely experience on the Camino and this is what makes it so magical. It's the kindness that you witness and it's genuine kindness that I feel like it's hard to experience this in our normal life. The third thing that I learned on the Camino was that our limits are only in our head. And the reason why I had this Epiphany, so to say, was because I was so convinced, kind of, that I cannot do this because I am not an athlete, I normally don't hike, etc. And it's tough. You're walking tens of kilometers per day with a heavy backpack and and things like this. And but once I did it, I realized that holy crap, I can do it and everyone can do it, truly. There are so many people that you meet on the Camino who are even, I think the oldest person I met was like 78, 79 maybe. And once you see these people doing this, you are thinking to yourself, okay, what the heck, if they can do it, of course I can do it too. So this is a big one. We limit ourselves so much and there's actually no reason for it. Moving on to the fourth one, and that is gratitude. I believe that at the time I did the Camino, I had already learned about the power of gratitude. But I think that the experience there, uh, plus the people that I met, made me even more grateful than i was before and to illustrate this i have an example of a person that i met on the camino it was one of the first days that i met this person it was a man probably in his 40s and we met somewhere in the accommodation i believe like had dinner together had a chat and at some point i asked him why Was he walking the Camino? Because it's always really interesting to hear uh, the reasons why people walk the Camino, because there are so many reasons, as I mentioned before, why people do it. And this man told me a story that made me really stop and think about life and think about how many things there are in my life that I can be truly grateful for. So a few years before he started walking the Camino, he had an accident at work where a really heavy metal pipe fell on his leg. So he had several um, surgeries. He started doing physiotherapy and even some doctors told him that he probably can never walk And when he heard this from a doctor, he had this internal huge motivation that, no, you know what, I am going to walk. And so he put a lot of effort into training and at some point, indeed, he got so well that he could actually walk. And so once he made progress, he decided that, you know what, I'm never going to take it for granted that I can walk and I'm going to prove to myself that I I can do it and, and that I overcame this. And so this was his motivation to walk the Camino. And again, the, hearing this story of his made me really think that how often do we take or I can talk from my experience, how often do I take things for granted, like my healthy body that allows me to walk, to do sports, to dance, whatever it is, and I never really stop on a day-to-day basis and show gratitude towards these things, so his story really made me think about these things and made me feel more gratitude towards my body and the things I have in my life. And now, last but not least, thing that I learned while walking the Camino, and this kind of goes together with the limits part, but the thing that I learned is that you can live any life you want, or I can live any life I want. And the reason why I wanted to bring it out here and how I even came to this conclusion is because you meet so many different people on the Camino from different parts of the world with different upbringings etc and so at some point I met this German guy he was really young I think he was in the beginning of his 20s and he's been traveling for years at that point and I was like what the heck how is it even possible Again, I was in my limiting beliefs, kind of, that there's this normal, so to say, path that you should be taking in this life. Like after high school, you go to uni, blah, 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 blah. And so he had traveled for years. And how he's doing this is that just every now and then he goes back home, he works a bit, earns some money, and then takes off again. And... I was, when I heard this, I was like, wait, what the heck, this is possible, and he had done all of this, like, volunteer work everywhere, where he could just have free accommodation in exchange for a few hours of work per day, and again, such an eye-opener, and this is why I think Camino is so special again, as well, is because you hear so many different stories, and each one of these stories shapes you in some different way. And you start thinking about things you've never maybe thought about, or maybe you had some limiting beliefs around something, but then you meet the person who's doing something and you're like, huh okay, this is actually possible. So this is another thing that I learned on the Camino that was really transformational for me. And before finishing up this episode, I want to also reflect on my experience and share a few things here that I didn't talk about before. Um, Looking back at my experience on the Camino, I mostly remember the good parts. But that is not to say that it was all happy puppy times. Um, There were also, of course, hardships. And hardships like sleepless nights, because you're sleeping in pilgrim hostels where you have snoring roommates, or you have sore feet from walking, you're hiking in the rain and saying goodbye to all of these wonderful people you met. But at the end of the day, I am so grateful that I did this experience, and I truly mostly remember only the good parts. Would I do it again? One hundred and ten percent. And honestly, recording this episode took me back to all of these fun memories, and I would love to experience it again. And. I can truly say that this is one of the best travel experiences I've had and there's something very special in the simple routine of waking up, eating your breakfast, walking for the whole day and repeating that for weeks or months. It was truly amazing and I am even thinking right now that I'm recording this episode that probably I should do it again sometime really soon. So maybe it will happen. I will try to make it happen. And another thing that I wanted to mention here is that I feel like I personally am so caught up in the day-to-day life that I rarely take time off and disconnect from everything. And this is maybe a time for you also to think for yourself, when was the last time you truly disconnected? When was it? And I feel like Camino is a truly great experience to disconnect in order to reconnect. Okay, we've made it to the end. I feel like honestly, this is a topic I could talk about forever. And there are so many things that I didn't even discuss here. So I want to take this moment and tell you that if you have any questions, about Camino de Santiago, then you are welcome to leave them right here under the show or DM me on Instagram at women beyond Borders underscore. I would be more than happy to answer any questions you might have and maybe even do an additional episode about talking all of the organizational parts of walking the Camino for instance the accommodation packing etc etc as always thank you so much for listening and I hope that you got inspired by today's episode because I personally did (laughs) and talk to you in the next episode bye bye